Welcome to Leverage Masters, airing weekly on Tuesdays at 12 Eastern and on demand on iTunes and Blog Talk Radio. Leverage Masters hosts Jack Humphrey and Gina Gaudio-Graves discuss leverage strategy with guest leveragists. Be sure to subscribe to Leverage Masters in your favorite podcatcher for great tips and case studies on using leverage to achieve your biggest goals much faster. Well, welcome everyone to another episode of Leverage Masters. I am your co-host, Gina Gaudio-Graves, the co-founder of TheLeveragist.com, as well as Divisio.com, the all-new affiliate network for folks doing good in this world. We have another fantastic show lined up for you guys today. We have my co-host and all-around partner in crime, also the co-founder of Divisio and the Leveragist, Jack Humphrey. Hello, Jack. Hello on this fine day. It's like fall up here in Indiana. It was 60 degrees this really? morning. Perfect walking weather. Oh, yeah. Loved it. Wow. And it's beautiful down here. It's probably still in the upper 80s this morning, which is a little cooler than it normally is. Yesterday it was 96. <laughs> and humid. Oh, man, was it humid. That's really weird for Florida. Humid. <laughs> I know, right? I remember That's walking outside in one of our last conferences. Yeah. One of our last conferences, I went outside and uh, had just gotten down there, and I wasn't, you know, really acclimated at all yet. And it was that afternoon boil, I called it, where it gets really, really hot after all that rain that it had earlier in the day. <laughs> and it just seems like you're, you're a lobster cooking in a pot on at that particular time of day. Well, you know, we can, <laughs> we can hope that it's not going to be humid, but, man, it's going to be so humid today. I was out at the fitness center earlier today. I walked out of the, the fitness center back outside. I couldn't see for five minutes. My glasses fogged up so bad. That's our typical humidity <laughs> in August. So, want to tell everybody what we have on tap for them today? Well, yes. I've been wanting to catch everybody up. Man, so much has been happening with the Visio. I really, really wanted to make this the Divisio hour, if at all possible, because <laughs> there's really, really cool stuff going on, and we haven't had a chance to update our listeners uh, since, well, it's been a lot of updates ago. So uh, I kind of wanted to ask you some questions about that, if you wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind at all. And, you know, from a leverage standpoint, what we've been focused on on Divisio is probably one of the single biggest leverage plays I've ever had. Don't you agree? Uh, yes, absolutely. So we should really start there and talk a little bit about what the heck is this leverage strategy that we've been using that's just been so huge, right? Well, readers will recognize it uh, from the leverage black book because we talk about these kinds of things there. Um, but the way that it's kind of turned out for Divisio, uh, I never really thought on this level, any time during the writing on that of the book, <laughs> I don't know if you did, but uh, I certainly I never did. thought on this level. Not at this, this level. level, Jack. Not at this <laughs> level, ever. So. I guess we should tell people what we're talking about, and that would be the partnerships that we've secured so far and the talks that we're in with uh, other partners. But just list off some of the partnerships that we've already secured that uh, we'll be showing up on uh, Divisio.com here um, in the next couple of days. Well, our first one was with Infusionsoft, and that sort of got the ball rolling, I would say, right? The next one was with Entreport, and then we just kind of went all out. I don't know how else to describe it. The third one was with Salesforce, then Linkshare, Commission Junction, 
recently it looks like we are going to finalize our partnership with two really big ones. The first is called Tech Donor. That's T-E-C-D-O-N-O-R.com. Tech Donor is just a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant concept. They have patented their technology. They have 80,000 nonprofit companies, 250,000 for-profit companies. And here's how they work. The for-profit companies put products up in a marketplace. The volunteers at the nonprofit companies set up accounts. They have over a million volunteers. The volunteers use the platform to track their volunteer time in the organizations they're working with so that they can earn points by doing volunteer work. And as they earn those points, they can do one of two things. They can either redeem the points for one point equals one dollar and get some amount off of the for-profit company's products, or they can donate their points to a nonprofit organization who can get two times the number of points in terms of dollars for money off of for-profit companies' products. So a good example of that would be a volunteer who racks up 100 points who chooses to donate those 100 points to their nonprofit who gets $200 off of, let's say, a company that has cleaning supplies. So now instead of having to pay for cleaning supplies, the nonprofit gets their cleaning supplies for free by redeeming those points. Make sense? Yeah. Brilliant. Like you said. And for Divisio, holy cow, to have 80,000 nonprofits? Well, we really needed nonprofits. I was hoping for a few hundred, but I'll certainly take 80,000 of them. And to have another 250,000 companies that are for profit, some online, some offline, some physical products, some digital products, some services, no problem, that would be awesome. And another million potential buyers, meaning all of those volunteers, holy cow. And like us, Tech Donor has already been thinking about things like potential partnerships, so they actually have an API that would make it possible for those same volunteers to get the dollars off of products on Divisio's marketplace once we've done our integration. So that's another one that we're going after. And another really amazing one is an organization called USASBI. That's USA, S like Sam, B like boy, E like Edward, dot org. USASBI.org. They are an organization that offers business and entrepreneurship education, both in terms of just a one-off course as well as degree programs associate's degree, bachelor's degree, and even Ph.D. programs are available. They only have about 3,000 faculty members. And get this, Jack, 28 million students. So I have been invited to prepare an executive summary of a presentation for their keynote for their upcoming event in January called Life Camera Entrepreneurship, Be the Star of Your Own Business. And it would be all about social entrepreneurship, the vortex model of doing business, and how Divisio can help you become the star of your own business by becoming a social entrepreneur. Can you think of a more perfect fit? It was made for Divisio. I wonder if they knew really that that's what they were doing. <laughs> and 
the celebrity keynote is being given by Will Smith. Holy cow, to be on the same stage with Will Smith. But if the presentation goes as well as we think it will, I would then be invited to teach the Vortex model and Divisio to the 3,000 faculty members so that they could then teach it to the 28 million students worldwide. So there so, you have it. Partnerships are yeah. a beautiful thing. There we have it. There are a lot of question marks, I'm sure, over everyone's heads uh, or some people's heads right now about a couple of different things. And maybe we should back up a little bit to uh, refresh uh, listeners a bit on what does all of this mean really to Divisio in 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 terms of what Divisio does, what you built it to do, what it's shaping up that it will do. Those nonprofits are really actually very important to the core mission of Divisio. Maybe explain, describe that a little bit so people can understand where we come in, where Divisio comes in, and how it's going to be facilitating some real, real good in the world. So Divisio is designed from the ground up to help facilitate joint ventures of all different types. And I really do mean of all different types. That includes joint ventures between online business and online business, joint ventures between online businesses and nonprofits, so that at the end of a funnel or on a thank you page or even on a sidebar of a site, a for-profit business could actually have a Donate Now button or a Donate Now page for a nonprofit that they want to do good with. Or a number of nonprofits could even be rotated in any of those places. It also includes joint ventures between online business and offline business. And because we actually integrate within point-of-sale terminals, it even includes JVs between offline business and offline business in a way that's never been possible before. And even those offline businesses can offer a Donate Now option to customers in their stores. Literally through their POS terminal, they could offer a customer an opportunity to make a donation to Make-A-Wish Foundation, or some other nonprofit they want to support. In that way, every entrepreneur can become a social entrepreneur. And that's really been the mission I've been on since 2005 when I had a miraculous transformation and completely recovered from not one fatal condition, but several. So I don't know if anybody caught exactly – I mean, there was a lot of stuff that you just said there. One of the really big ones is that there is an overlay for um, – most people here are marketers, so we'll put it in marketers' terms, joint venture or affiliates to work irregardless and get commission and have that commission tracked for sales, whether they happen online offline, and even whether they happen between two offline businesses. And anybody who's been around for a while knows that that's not been possible ever, anywhere, at all, anywhere, ever before. <laughs> and it's like a pretty groundbreaking thing. Um, and I think that sometimes we are so used to that, we tend to gloss over that because there's so many big things happening. And there's so it, it opens up the... But just this one overlay of digital tracking of everything, whether it is online or offline, one of the neat features I really like about Divisio that we haven't talked a lot about and probably since the last time we talked about it, what didn't even exist, is uh, the feature that was built to handle back-of-the-room sales and event sales. And anybody who's ever promoted an event as an affiliate, you know you get commission for any sales you make of tickets. And that's exactly where all of your cookies drop off, right, is you don't get anything from sales that are made at events. That's just unheard of, and everybody knows that it's so-called impossible to track that, so nobody even gets mad about it. You get your commission for tickets sold, and you're, you're cool. 
that that's all you were ever going to get anyway. Actually, that's not true anymore <laughs> because now with the Visio, you can track uh, event um, promoters can track all the way through to any sales made off the stage to someone that you sent to that event. So you'd get a commission for selling the ticket for the event. And you would also get a commission on anything that that person bought, no matter who the speakers were, no matter how many of them there were, on what day they were, this uh, system, the manual process, helps you to help event uh, holders to help affiliates and joint venture partners be a lot more compensated for what they do all the way through the buying chain, all the way through till the end of the event, which if you're an event person, you're thinking, holy cow, if I had that, I could get more people promoting my event than any other event that's not using that technology because they would go crazy over that. And if somebody had to choose between the old style, I'll just get a commission on tickets sold, or the new one somebody else is promoting uh, or you are promoting <laughs> as a, 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 an event holder, the, the, the video system of tracking all the way through, wow, that is massive. And a lot of things about the Vizio are just like this. When you look at them on the surface, it's like, oh, cool, it can do that. Oh, cool, it can do that. And then you take a deep dive into any one of these things, like the processing, the manual processing, the online, offline transactions, everything being tracked, no matter where it happens or when in the world it happens, uh, online, offline. I, it just gets really sort of overwhelming, but really great news for the entire Internet and huge progress forward for commerce in general. It's very, very true. And I, I'm i very remiss in not mentioning one more of our partners. Their short name is LCTV, short for Live Conference TV. Ken Crowell is the founder of LCTV. And Ken is actually out right now looking for event hosts who would love to offer live streams for their events. So wrap your head around this one, guys. Ken comes in with LCTV. He's a totally private network on Divizio. What that means is the event hosts and all of the speakers join Divizio through LCTV, and they can offer both the tickets as well as all of the speakers offers through Divizio in a way that even back-of-the-room sales can track to an affiliate. But that also includes ticket sales of the live stream tracking to an affiliate and back-of-the-room sales made to live stream viewers now and from replays in the future tracking to that same affiliate as well. How does that change things a little bit, Jack? It rescues affiliate marketing from the death spiral that it is currently in all over the Internet right now. People don't want to be affiliates. It's, uh, people are teaching gurus or teaching courses about, eh, you might want to just create your own product or uh, you know, a Shopify store or something like that. I mean, people are actively being encouraged in modern material that teaches Internet marketing and business strategy to not think so much or at all about being an affiliate. And you just hit on one of the biggest reasons why. And earlier when we were talking about how it just, it's not a ripoff, you know, to only get um, so far down a buying chain and then you're just kicked out as an affiliate. But the thing just doesn't set well with a lot of people who are affiliates who are like, wait, I just sent you somebody who could go all the way into your store, your, maybe let's say your $10,000 program but I'm not going to ever see any commission or consideration for any of that. I brought that person in and I only got in on the very tip of it, which is typically the really small purchases, you know, relative to right. the back ends. And this is the number one reason that people are just starting to give up and don't really care about affiliate marketing anymore. Either something like this was to, going to happen to save it, and now it is our job to just get the word out that, hey, guys, affiliate marketing is actually really, really good and can be very lucrative for you, or it was going to die. Sort of like, you know, email is still alive, but it's not 
what it was, you know. And affiliate marketing is still alive, and it is most certainly not what it was. People are not doing joint ventures like they used to. Um, and, and it's not to say that those things should be done because they're valuable and you should just do them. I mean, we've been beating that drum all of this time, you being the JV queen and both of us being leveragists. It's like we really get – but we've noticed how people are just now conditioned to – be lukewarm at best at receiving any kind of an offer to be a joint venture partner to help promote something. There, People have other options. And so for that reason, no matter how good it would be if you could get somebody to promote, people just aren't as much. Somebody had to step in and make this whole industry kind of flip over on its head and go, wait a minute. Now, if we can get this kind of stuff, the kind of tools that the Vizio is talking about, I'm all ears when it comes to affiliate because these guys all have their lists and they can mail them. It just has to be worth it. And, I, and they don't want to just get paid on the $29 ebook on the front end. They want to be able to get consideration all the way through the buying chain and they want to be able to do really creative stuff like you've alluded to with people, you know, working with businesses offline, uh, uh, offline to offline you know, businesses with each other. And those guys have never been able to do this kind of stuff where they could track uh, where the money goes, who sent the purchases, who sent the people, and affiliate programs in the real world, among real-world businesses. That's exciting new stuff. And if people believe that the tracking is solid and it will go all the way through and they start to see that those purchases, they're like, wow, this person bought this. This three months later and this person bought something else in that company and this is totally offline, and it's still tracking me. That's what Divisio does. And it's going to be fun over the next year just telling more and more people about this because their eyes just kind of balloon up when they when they really get it, right? Absolutely. One of the trainings I'm planning on doing is for the speakers that are brought in by LCTV. I don't want them to just put their present the products they're selling from their presentation into Divisio. I want them to put their entire product line into Divisio. Think about this. If you're the one that referred the buyer who buys the live stream ticket, you then get commissions on the offer from speaker number one at the end of their presentation. And that speaker then has 10 other products that are also on Divisio. Guess what happens to you as the affiliate that referred the buyer that buys six of them, Jack? You get oh, yeah. those commissions too. Yeah. I mean, and and I think that the decline in all of these areas of, of, you know, getting joint ventures and the way that we used to do them, the way – you know, um, somebody would just mail for you that I had a 150,000 person list or something, or 50, or 25,000, or 10,000. It was a very, very exciting time because uh, response rates were there and everything else. I think one of the reasons, my theory is, one of the reasons that response rates, not delivery rates, because you can't really control beyond a certain point too much that, but you can control how responsive the people are who are on your list, who the email gets to, and. I think a lot of the decline in that has to do with people just falling out of love with list marketing, email marketing, because they're not paying as much attention to their list, which means automatically their list is going to be less responsive when they do mail. And one of the reasons that they're not sending as much stuff and it's not as interesting is uh, or engaging is that affiliate marketing sort of started to die. It started to atrophy. It stopped getting as much blood as it needed to uh, to live as as um, it once did. And I think that this could actually even help to save that. I think people could start to engage with their lists a lot better um, and see a lot better uh, conversions and, and clicks and opens um, just because, you know, when we had that thing going, when, in, when affiliate marketing and joint ventures were really going strong, um, there were problems, and there were people, there were always problems with that kind of thing. But in general, you were in contact with your list more. You had a lot more passion for what you were doing um, and promoting and talking about. Uh, you always had a good steady stream of products to promote. And um, if you were really good at picking just winner after winner, which isn't that hard, you just have to pick, you know, products that are good for your list over 
profits. You know, the, the number one consideration is this really good for my list. We used to do that, and we used to also coincidentally, I don't think so, have much, much better open and response rates from email. So I don't want to make it sound like Divisio could save email or anything, but it certainly is something I think about a lot in terms of why uh, people have gone so cold on emails. And a lot of people just say, you know, it's millennials. They don't like to open emails anymore. They like to get it on social, and everybody else is like that. I don't know. I'm not really sure, but I, I think that if people had a lot more to talk about and felt like it was worth doing um, because they were going to get paid all the way through the stream and really bringing somebody into a very good, deep funnel that has lots of products all the way up to multi-thousand dollar products and you're going to get consideration for all of those things, I think things would change, don't you? In part, I also think they will use their list slightly differently than they used to. It used to be that your list only had one value, and that was the ability to mail it. Now, there's many things you can do with the list. You can send emails, yes, but you can also send text messages, and you can import your list into tools like Facebook to create look-alike audiences, and I see affiliate marketers actually switching gears and no longer relying on strictly email messages to get a message out to their subscribers. I think, especially with the depth of the funnels on Divisio, if what happens that I just described really happens, and speakers are not just putting up the offer they're doing on stage, but they're really putting their whole product line in. And by cookieing someone to that one product that was sold from stage, you get commissions on all 10 products that speaker has up. Well, now affiliates can really afford to do paid advertising to drive traffic, and they can afford to do retargeting because Without retargeting, you're just throwing good money after bad, whether you're doing either email marketing or paid traffic to drive the initial click. With retargeting in place, for practically free, because retargeting costs are so inexpensive. Think about how many more sales you can generate from just one lead. So that's the direction I plan on pushing affiliate marketers when it comes to their lists is really teaching them how to make use of things like lookalike audiences and retargeting, utilizing their list to do both. That just makes so much sense to me, Jack. So much leverage in it. Well, and, and all the savvy marketers or affiliate marketers are are on that train because it just was it just became so unreliable for a single point of communication being as weak as it is now with email and just deliverability rates and things like that. Those guys, the smart ones, the ones who are really on top of it, had to switch to a multi-faceted approach or die. And uh, one of the other things that just occurred to me is that there were a lot more people making money um, without their own products and funnels. They were making money as uh, affiliates uh, and and joint venture partners and and joint venture partners that don't necessarily have a, a big, strong product line. They probably have something to build their list which might be a small product of, and then they'd have a list of buyers and a list of opt-ins um, it used to be an industry, and it used to be something that people like Mark Ling, I remember him and, and other people um, used to talk about all the time, had membership sites about, and it was a really good, strong industry that produced a lot of millionaires, just affiliate marketing. And yeah. um, and it was made up by a lot of people who really didn't have the desire to build their own product, their own funnel, yeah. and everything that goes with it. And nowadays, all you ever hear anybody ever talk about is build your own product, make a webinar, be an expert, shine on camera like Lisa Sasevich, be outgoing and awesome like Brendan Bouchard. Come on. 
very few people can actually do that or have any desire to do that. And when the legs from the affiliate marketing industry got cut out from under them, there were a lot less opportunities for people who were much better suited to playing with those numbers on Facebook ads and you know, knowing that they'd be taken care of if they, if they got their Facebook campaign or whatever campaign they were running to go and their email list going and that was converting, they knew at the time they'd be taken care of because, you know, they had a really good, strong product. Um, but at that time, too, they still only had the ability, if they were selling tickets for events, to get a commission on the uh, event tickets, and they were out all the money mm-hmm. that that person that they got, that they spent money, time, and resources getting to that event, they wouldn't get a dime on anything that was sold to that person from stage. And now they can. Oh. So <laughs> that's really, really, really cool. I can't, I can't stop thinking about it. It's just like, wow. We should probably have an interview on a very, very big place <laughs> about this in the coming months as soon as the word gets out that this is even a possibility. Well, LCTV just signed a contract to do the live stream at Underground, so maybe we can use Underground and its event host as the one to help us get that word out, Jack. Yeah. Again, I Something you know for people who listen, yeah, which would be awesome, and and I want everybody to to point to everybody, you know, just how Gina thinks <laughs> and how we think about these things, uh, you know, immediately her leverage mind starts going, and she's like, well, we just signed a contract at LCTV did for for underground, that's huge, huge, huge network. Um, and maybe and so what else can we do there? A lot of people would stop there and go, oh, great contract sign, whatever, there's nothing else to go, or I'll move on to something else. And they haven't fully milked this cow. <laughs> this cow is sitting here with half an udder full of milk still there and and good to do there. Because in every essence, every sense when Gina talks about this stuff, she's already thinking about what she can do for Underground and all the other partners involved before she's ever thinking about what they can do uh, for us. So, there's more win-win-win involved in almost every single deal. When you get one, tip, people typically move on too quickly. They're just really high from ever getting it in the first place, and they're like, whoa, this is so great. But a lot of times there's a lot of stuff left on the cutting room floor there that can really be utilized to make even bigger deals. And just like it's, it's more cost-effective to get and keep a customer without having to go back out and always churn more customers in, it is exactly the same mathematics for getting and keeping and growing and developing a joint venture with someone than it is to go out and find and, and develop another one. Right, Gina? Absolutely. Yeah, that makes so much more sense. It's the highest expense always in a business. Yeah. And so what can you do to maximize that? Because what Gina's talking about is if you do a, a if you have digital products and you do the typical scale of like around 50% on um, at least the front end of your product line, and it goes down. If you're going to sell a $10,000 program, you're not going to pay a JV Parker $5,000. But but it is still if you look at that expense and you look at that compared to what you would spend uh, for the same number of customers on Facebook, um, the only drawback there is knowing how to do that. And so it's a tax for not knowing how to develop an ad campaign that would be as successful at bringing in the same amount of customers or more as a joint venture partner would on a handshake. All you need to know how to do, basically, comparatively, is shake that hand. (laughs) And and you don't have to become a wizard at, uh, at advertising or anything. And then generally, businesses tend to balance that stuff out. Once you're at a certain level, you can afford to hire an actual really good and they're not cheap, uh, ad manager who will sit there and test and everything just like they would if it was their own product. Those guys are not cheap because that takes a lot of expertise and a lot of time. And that's time they won't be able to spend with anybody else, so they have to charge what they do. A lot of people are using virtual assistants for this kind of stuff, and they can't figure out why they're not getting the same results. But businesses, once you grow to a certain point, you can balance out and have all of that stuff. So you would leverage joint ventures and affiliate. Uh, 
uh, to a point, and, and you would always want to keep them. You would always want to keep that around, but you want to diversify where your traffic comes from because you could make all the money minus some ad expenses and management fees for the ad campaigns if you learn how to draw some of your traffic and some of your sales through ads. And then you're starting to have a business that's not so monocultured. It's a very dangerous proposition to have a business that's reliant on any one source of traffic uh, as opposed to a business that's got a few different roots in the ground when the tornado hits, <laughs> so to speak. So, yeah, I think it's just I think it's really wonderful to be talking about this stuff in 2017 because I can tell you if we will if we go talk to uh, John Reese or Joel Com or um, you know uh, Rosalind Gardner who is a huge huge affiliate wow. super affiliate in the 2000s. Um, I mean she was just the top of the heap of every single thing that she ever promoted in the contest leaderboards and everything else. Um, I'm not sure that I mean I don't see her as that today. I don't think she sees herself as that today. And she'd probably have a lot to say about, you know, nostalgically uh, about those days and how great they were because she was just the quintessential super affiliate who made most of her money as an affiliate of other people's products and made it a very viable business, very lucrative. Absolutely. And, you know, if we look at some of the companies today that are really making use of affiliates, in gigantic ways. Probably the biggest one that I can think of is a company called Mold. Are you familiar with Mold, Jack? Yeah, a little bit, but I, I could use a refresher. So Mold has a number of pretty high-ticket programs in the 30 to 100K range. And every single one of their programs is really very much about affiliate marketing, but you don't realize it on the surface. So when you come into, let's just say, their 30K program, you're buying coaching, but you're also becoming Mobe's affiliate. Mobe already has that up funnels and drives their own traffic with paid ads and retargeting. So their $30,000 coaching clients are automatically entered into what I would call an affiliate co-op. It's going to use the exact same funnels that Mobe uses to drive their own traffic and sales. Only affiliates, namely their coaching clients, are now going to have their affiliate links utilized in those programs in the advertising and in the retargeting, so that when you become a mobile coaching client, you're automatically going to get affiliate commissions selling mobile products. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's brilliant. It's also a little like Amazon, how it will, uh, once your product is proven past a certain point of performance, they'll start spending their ret their own retargeting money, essentially giving you a retargeting campaign just for having a product that's a, uh, fairly decent winner, and which is really cool to watch companies get behind their people that way, like that. And guess what? One of the things you and I haven't even talked about yet is in Divisio, one of the biggest things that I have not yet released is a paid level of membership specifically for affiliates. And basically, when you come in as a paid affiliate, instead of a free affiliate, you're being put into a retargeting co-op as well as an advertising co-op so that you absolutely are going to make more money as an affiliate because some of the top-selling products on Divisio are going to pay you affiliate commissions based on the ad campaigns that Divisio runs using your affiliate link. Well, you know, as a former pretty heavy affiliate marketer and not nearly to the degree some others are, I'm gauging my reaction and what their possible reaction to such a great taking care of affiliates in that way. One of the reasons I think it declined is this, that everybody started treating their affiliates a little less than 
what they should, you know? I mean, I, I don't think people were always outright mean to affiliates, you know, a lot like people who just didn't pay their affiliates or anything, but just generally, um, you know, business owners started to actually treat us a little bit like we were a pain in the butt to manage, like when we asked for yeah. tools to help promote their stuff. And so affiliates yeah. at the end they really started to feel trod upon and uh, not appreciated. And that almost brings a tear to my eye to think that there's anything going on that would actually treat affiliates with the, you know, with what the, the kind of respect that they deserve for the work that they do to, uh, you know, bring about all of these sales and all this awareness of all these different products. That's just amazing. And it's very uncommon. Uh, we'd like to see that become more common as this grows, though. Well, remember, Divisio is all about serving while strategically monetizing. We will make money at Divisio, but only because we are serving at so many different levels, whether that's serving our sellers by actually having a team of certified JV facilitators bringing joint ventures to the table for them on an ongoing basis, whether that's serving our affiliates by having things like affiliate co-ops available so that they can make money almost guaranteed so that we can serve through working with nonprofits and doing more good in this world. That's what Divisio is all about, serving while strategically monetizing for everyone that's a part of Divisio. That includes affiliates who are no longer second fiddle. It absolutely (laughs) does. It absolutely does. And and the other thing that I really love about it is that you're constantly always facing people back toward that doing good in the world thing, right? (laughs) And it's not a gimmick. It's not an add-on. You had that as the core mission from the very, very beginning, that that's what you wanted this network to grow and do. And can you tell everybody on a personal level why that is so important to you? and how this is the vehicle you want to reach your really, really big goal? Back on January 29th of 2005, the doctors gave me just 12 to 18 months to live. When that happened, I decided with my then-husband that we wanted to see the country before it was going to be time to die. So he went and found an RV that he could retrofit with my hospital bed, my oxygen, and my IV poles, We hit the road within a couple of weeks, thinking we'd have eight to ten months to see the country. Well, six months in, we were celebrating my 41st birthday, and that week I had three different blood tests taken at three different hospitals, all come back saying that I was clinically dead. Needless to say, we thought pretty much, this is definitely my last birthday. So for my 41st birthday, my husband decided he wanted it to be the best last birthday anyone could ever have. He took me to see a massage therapist in Sedona, Arizona, just hoping to help with the pain for that one day. In the end, the woman literally changed my life. She told me that if I could remove the negativity from my life, I didn't have to die as soon as I thought. I proudly explained that I knew some of the biggest mindset experts on the planet. In fact, I had brokered some of their very first product launches. I didn't have an issue with a negative mindset. She explained that if all I had was a positive mental attitude, it wasn't going to be enough to save my life. And that just didn't make sense to me. So I asked a whole bunch of questions during that one-hour massage. And I left her office feeling like maybe there was something to the advice she was attempting to give me. So I went out and did the research. And over the next four and a half months of applying the research I found, I went from a wheelchair to a walker to a cane to walking with no assistance at all, even though to this day I have no feeling in my legs and feet. Yet I was able to walk by feeling the ground in my hips. By the end of that short four and a half months, I had this total miracle. I stopped 42 pills per day, four continuous IVs per day. I'd lost 68 pounds without even going on a diet. 
And I really felt like I had gone from death's doorstep to being 100% well. And it's what I call my miraculous transformation. And it made me look at everything differently. Life, business, you name it. And I realized I'd made a lot of money for a lot of people, but I hadn't done much of anything at all to make a difference. So it took me a good year or so of contemplating what could I do that could even start to repay the gift of life? Because that's really the gift I had been given. And in the beginning of 2007, I really figured out what that answer was. What would start to repay the gift of life would be to touch the life of every person on this planet. Not something I could do on my own, but through things like Divisio and education, teaching entrepreneurs how they can really make a difference in the world as well as the lives of their prospects and customers. Together, we really can touch the life of every person on this planet. And so that has been my mission since I opened originally Directions University and eventually Divisio so that together Divisio really can, with all of you as part of it, change the direction of the world or impact it at least. We can do that by bringing for-profits and non-profits together. We can do that through joint ventures with our for-profit companies. Whether they're online or offline makes no difference. If we all work together in a spirit spirit of what we call coopetition, working with those that would otherwise be your competitors in a collaborative way, we really can impact the direction of the world. And I have to admit that when we first met, I thought, man, that is a very lofty goal. That is a very, like, I I can see on paper how, because we had long discussions about this, and I was really concerned with the math. There's like 7.3 billion people. There was about 7 billion people then. And uh, and I'm just like, how could you do that in any meaningful way? I mean, a lot of people, when you hear their goals that are similar to this, they say a million people. They'll say, and that's a really big number. That would be incredible, <laughs> right? And then you wanted to do the whole world. And I had more faith in that than I had um, you know, uh, any sort of factual basis, like how could that even, how could those numbers add up until Divisio started to come clear in my mind over the last few years? Uh, and it's certainly, it's really, really escalated dramatically uh, in the last several months. But now you're throwing out numbers like 28 million uh, students, uh, you know, are, that are all business students that are all going to go out and touch the world. Uh, in the way that they're going to, all of their customers, everything else. I mean, just one joint venture, Salesforce.com. If anybody has ever heard of that little company, uh, it's one of the biggest companies in the world. And certainly just by the commerce and the business that they conduct, they also are in contact with a giant portion of the world, both directly and indirectly with the clients they serve. I started to see, wow, you could not only do this, you could do it three or four or ten times over. Right. You could, you, very, you could very tap everyone doable. on the shoulder again and say, hi, mm-hmm. I'm here to help again. In, in a very indirect way, of course, Gina's not going to do it, but this is the essence of leverage. It is what Gina creates. You're sort of like that little butterfly flapping its wings in the Congo, that chaos theory that develops a giant weather system in the south of Florida. Yep. That's the plan. So when you came on today and you said, uh, and we both kind of declared that we we never, writing Leverage Black Book, we never even thought this big anywhere remotely close to it. And we talked about some really, really big things in that book, really very powerful strategies, uh, that would serve anybody to do much bigger things than they were doing at the time in their business. And uh, and this is why Gina was so emphatic in the beginning of this call today was uh, because of this revelation that you now know about. It's really gotten not out of hand and not out of control 
you have to be on your game to be able to keep up with the level of energy at this level. And why even bring all of this stuff up to just uh, people who are like uh, doing yoga studios or doing, you know, regular uh, small businesses? What does this have to do with any of any of those guys? Why should they be inspired by any of this that we've talked about today, Gina? Oh, my gosh, Jack, for so many reasons. Number one, I have really started looking at other businesses who are doing work the old-fashioned way, hard work, and realized how many of them could benefit from taking a lesson out of our playbook and instead just going after partnerships. Now, at Divisio, we're actually integrating our technology with their technology. So Infusionsoft, Entreport, Salesforce, the Divisio technology is integrated with all of them. ClickBank's another one that we're going after, and we're already integrated with ClickBank's technology. How could you integrate what you've got with any one of the companies we've mentioned on the show today or with any other large network that has the right audience for who you are and what your stuff is all about. If you just get one partner, it can up your reach by hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people. Get a few of those and before you know it, you now reach more than a million people that you didn't have to go out and do much work for at all. So that's number one. Number two, you want to reach the millions of people that we're playing with at Divisio? Come in and get an account on Divisio. I don't care whether you have your own products and services, whether you're an online business or an offline business, doesn't matter. We've got people that can help promote you. If you're a nonprofit, we've got companies that want to play with you right now. Come join us on Divisio. There's so many different kinds of people that we like to play with at Divisio. The sellers, the affiliates, the nonprofits, and even the JV brokers and consultants. If you own a network of any sort, come talk to us about our private networks. Our private networks are some of the coolest things we've got going on at Divisio. And I've alluded to it, but I haven't really talked about it, Jack. So let's make sure we talk about private networks and private networks with chapters or regions because the combination of the two will blow your mind. If you well, are any of those kinds of people, yeah. Yeah, because unfortunately we're running out of time, and I have a feeling that we're going to need it all. So go ahead and knock that out. Okay, private networks. If you have a group that is a network, whether you're like Women's Prosperity Network, who is already a private network on Divisio, or the Evolutionary Business Council and Evolutionary Business Institute, or Live Conference TV. All of them are private networks on Divisio. Here's what that does for you. All of your people, whether they're sellers or affiliates, come into your private network on Divisio. It is co-branded to your organization and our organization. Both the buyers, the affiliates, and the sellers in your private network go into a completely separate list on Divisio, and they also go into your own separate list, whatever CRM or autoresponder you're using. On our end, that means that we get to do separate trainings just for your people. More importantly... It means that we are able to set up joint ventures between the people within your network. And then, if you so choose, we can also set up joint ventures between your people and 
other people on Divisio, whether they're in a private network or on the main Divisio site. We have three positions for partners for private networks available that we are not charging for. The minute those three are gone, it is going to have a $997 fee for the next 10 people. And after that, it goes up from there. So if you've ever dreamed of having your own affiliate network, this is what can do that for you. Come talk to us, right, Jack? Oh, man, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, you know, to give an example uh, or, or the difference here and the reason that this hasn't existed before is most companies like ours um, really make a big deal out of being able to do things like instant split pays. But that's so 2012 or whenever the heck that started, you know, and we do instant split pays. We do them up to uh, four people, and it's getting ready to be up to ten people um, uh, soon <laughs> uh, with PayFlow Pro accounts and things like that. So uh, that's old news. That's old hat. But it's really the stuff we've been talking about here today that really matters, that is really the big story. And a lot of times just people will say, oh, that's just another affiliate network with instant split pay. And, and you know, there's other companies that do that. Um, not very many, but there are others. And But that's that's what I used to think about the Visio. In fact, that was the main thing, you know, for a while that that we could call our biggest accomplishment. <laughs> and it is a big accomplishment, especially the way that uh, you figured out how to do it with PayPal, Gina. But uh, it is no longer the, the flagship of Divisio. It's more about, you know, giving people the ability to do giant things, not just come in and be an affiliate. And all this stuff is really cool. But, you know, it, it depends on who you are and how big you can dream. Uh, you might just blow right past the smaller stuff, like becoming an affiliate and being able to make your own funnel of products out of other people's products and thereby making you look like you have a product line. <laughs> you know, how many affiliates would love to be able to just go and say, I want to use this and then I'm going to put the upsell here, I'm going to put this downsell, it's somebody else's product on Divisio. All of these five products in this whole funnel are different different owners and everything else. There's another thing that we didn't even talk about today that people can do that you can't do anywhere else. And um, nobody's even thinking about this kind of stuff. I think it took the dream. Having an e-commerce store right on your site or right on your Facebook account, even if you don't have a single product of your own, with a couple of mouse clicks, you can make that happen at Divisio if you're an affiliate or if you're a seller. If If you're a private network, your whole network comes into your site like that. Right. And so if you are a product owner, you need to take heart in the fact that, that, that there are so many tools for affiliates to promote you. They could just pick you up without even asking because everybody's automatically vetted and affiliate fraud is not an issue because everybody has to have a certain kind of account on PayPal to even be in the program. And once they get that account, it's very easy. Everybody should have one no matter what anyway. Uh we don't have to bother you by, you know, making you have to approve all your affiliates. You, they're just approved because we have anti-fraud protection. And so then they can come and pick up your product uh, and put it in their funnel or do whatever. They don't ever have to bother you. And all of a sudden you just start noticing new sales are coming through from an affiliate you haven't even heard of, you never talked to, you didn't recruit them. Um, and so it really takes a lot of the friction that you was formerly present in these kinds of affiliate joint venture networks and, and eliminates it. It's gone. And so if you take all of the little moving parts, all of the friction away, you're going to have a lot of really cool things happen. Like all of a sudden you start noticing 5, 10, 20 more sales today out of the blue. You're not even running a promotion. It didn't come from you. It didn't come from anybody you knew. And you just look back on your stacks and go, oh, I guess somebody just ran up their own promotion, including my product in their funnel, without having to lift a finger. That is actually something that doesn't exist anywhere else. I mean, somebody could find you in the ClickBank marketplace and promote you, but that's not exactly what we're talking about here. And that's also very, very rare anyway. I mean, it just doesn't happen. Anybody who's in ClickBank knows unless you're at the top, people can't find you and just pick up your product and they don't know you. Um, 
anyway. They don't wouldn't know how to find you that way. So that's not a dream that most people have even experienced. Um, but here it can actually happen because this is so dynamic for so many people involved, everybody involved. And there's so many more things we could go on for another hour, Jack, but we are out of time. I sensed it. My spidey senses. You can go and join us at whatever level makes you happy at divisio.com. That's D-U-V-I-S-I-O.com. In a couple of weeks, we will be starting our trainings. They will be happening several days a week because we have several different kinds of players. So come and join us, jump into a training, and let us know how we can best serve you because that's what we're all about. Thank you so much, Jack, for the opportunity to talk about Divisio, one of my very favorite topics these days. We look forward to playing with you and let us know what we can do to help. Have a fabulous week, everybody. Anything else to add, Jack? Nope. Have fun at the Vizio and let us know if you have any questions. Bye, everybody. See you in the Vizio. Bye-bye. Tune in next week for another episode of Leverage Masters. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook on our Leverage Blackbook page to keep up with the latest. We'll see you next time on Leverage Masters. Thank you.